Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Well, hello, everybody. Happy Monday. I hope you are having a wonderful day wherever you are. I'm in the great state of Ohio. It has been a lovely 80 degree day. So I hope that, that you've had a nice kickoff to your week. Thank you so much for joining us. Today is Monday, July 31st. Can you believe July is over? I, I cannot. It, I feel like this entire month flew by. So for those of you who don't know, my name is Jen Lowen. I'm actually Jeff's older sister, and he actually texted me last night to fill in for him today. He's sorry he can't be here with you guys today, but he did ask me to let you know that he would love your prayers. He is actually currently helping a friend who's going through a health crisis. And so if you can think of him today, just lift Jeff up in your prayers with his friend. He said he would greatly appreciate that. He definitely covets your prayers. He hopes to be back tomorrow, but he wanted to make sure to take today to be with his friend who is in great need. So thank you for being here with us today. We've got a wonderful episode for you. I'm really, really looking forward to it, but there's also a great lineup of episodes the entire week through. If you are listening to us in podcast form, thank you so much. We're so grateful for that. If you like what you're listening to, if you love this show, please leave us a review and also share the episodes as well. That really helps to get the word out that way as well. So thanks again, you guys, for joining us. I know that um, I'm sure today's guest is somebody you all are familiar with. I know I'm familiar with her. I just met her backstage, but I love her episodes personally. She is an absolute friend of the show. She is a content creator. She's used TikTok to um, inspire those who have been in a season of, of darkness, to bring them hope and encouragement, and to... Um, discover the power of prayer. She is the author of the book, Hope in 60 Seconds. Please join me in welcoming Christina Baker. Hello. Hey, Jen. Hello, hello. So excited to be here with you. Welcome back. I've heard so much about you and <laughs> I love that we get to just I know. chat and it's sit so with the funny. Lord. Jeff, anytime he's done an episode with you, he's like, Jen, you would love Christina. You would just absolutely love Christina. I'm like, I felt that earlier. Yeah. I would just write him back and I would be like, I know that I would. Cause like just listening to your episodes and stuff, it's just, oh, it always stirs me up. In fact, I wanted to share this with you earlier in the year. You had an episode where you were talking about running the race with endurance and you got a word and you said, I feel like somebody is in a season where they need, a, a, God's going to give you an extra, a new pair of running shoes to run your race with um, more like to, to kind of put that pet back in your step. You, you still have the race to run, but you, you need the, the new running shoes. I laughed out loud when I heard that because just the day before I had got new running shoes and cause my, and cause what your word was your old ones have worn out. They've gotten like to uh, holes in the, the toes or this whatever. And I, I was laughing because that's exactly why I had bought the new running shoes. Cause my previous running shoes, I loved, I wore them to pieces and, um, they had holes in them. And so, and, and I, it just, anyway, it ministered so much to me. And I texted wow. Jeff like right then and there and told him. So praise God. I love how he, like, I think about that a lot. I don't know if you ever just stop to think how the Lord like, how do you do that? How do you, how do you give us exactly what we need? But then like, there's like 7 billion, 6 billion people on the planet and you mm -hmm. are, you are orchestrating everything so perfectly, every mm -hmm. thought, every look, every, like all of that. 
Well, and think and about it too. Out. I was listening to it in the podcast version. I think it was a few days after your episode, but you got that word. It was a word in season for me, but it wasn't exactly during that live. I'm sure it ministered wow. to somebody in the live. I'm sure it did. But for me, it was just, again, was that testimony of the goodness of God, because yeah. here I was days later listening to it after you got that word and it completely hit me in that season. So, yeah. Wow. No, it's been, I, I, I like to, I talk about this with my friend, Kelsey. It's like one of the things that I love to do is, is to remember what he's done, remember who he's been Mm -hmm. and know that what he's done and what he's been, he's going to be to us today. He's going to be to us right now Mm -hmm. and again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And he's always outdoing himself. So it's always like, God, you did that then, but look what you're doing now. Yeah, and, absolutely. And his faithfulness, his faithfulness mm-hmm. is so great. It's kind of like I those altars, about that. the altars of remembrance. Yes, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. yes. And having, building altars. I mean, that isn't just like for one area of our life where it's like something huge happened, we can build altars every single day to the Lord. Mm -hmm. We build altars of worship. We build altars of intimacy. We build altars of, of looking at our lives and going, God, you, you're doing this right now. You've done this before. Mm-hmm. And I know you're going to continue to be faithful to me. I read a passage one time, or it was a, a blog post. It was somebody who taught on the Hebrew language. And they were wow. referencing the passage in Proverbs when it says, um, she looks at the future and laughs in, in wow. the Proverbs 31 woman. And the person writing the blog said that that actually that Hebrew word implies you're actually, you're moving almost backwards. So you're actually facing the past but moving towards the future with your, with your back turned. And he said that it actually is referencing looking at the past of God's faithfulness with, with your back turned to the future, knowing that what you have behind you has to be good because you see his faithfulness in front of you because you're looking. Isn't that incredible? I mean, I know the Holy spirit so strong as you're sharing this revelation. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And how he, how he depicts that even in, in the, in the Hebrew language for, mm-hmm. for us to understand mm-hmm. his goodness is just wrapped up in every, yeah. in every single word yeah. that he gives us being the written word or the rhema word. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things of walking in a relationship with him is that. There is constant when you walk, it's, it's like walking an open under an open heaven mm-hmm. is consistently downloading. If, if we're open and if we desire that mm-hmm. download, he will show us. And there's just a steady flow of revelation mm-hmm. and he wants to give that to us mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was one of the things that even drew me to the Lord in the first place. I was at a Rebecca St. James concert and who's that? She, okay. <laughs> She sounds familiar. I'm like, why does that sound familiar? I'm myself a little bit here, but she was, uh, <laughs> she was a Christian artist in the ni- really prolific, I'd say, in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And um, she, okay, so everybody would probably know her brothers. Her younger brothers are the the Christian rock band for King and Country. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So her brothers Joel and Luke would tour with her 
So she was the recording artist before they became recording artists. They were like her backup singers. Anyway, there was a, um, it was Josh McDowell. Do you know who Josh McDowell was? Or is he sounds familiar? He's he's a um, like an evangelist. Anyway, he had come through our town and he was putting on this evangelism rock concert. And so she was like the featured artist. And I reluctantly agreed to go with one of my friends to this concert because I was like, I didn't know the Lord. And um, I the only the only experience that I had had was uh, was just like church going to church, but it not really. I didn't have that connection to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I'm in the, I remember the moment the music started, I got hit with the presence of God oh, and I started crying. Wow. Like I was wow. like trying to not um, show it, but I was like choking back tears. And oh, I was like, I could feel the presence of God. Well, in between songs, she would share about like her relationship with the Lord and the way she described it, the scripture just blossomed off the page and the passage that she was reading. And she was talking about how she heard the Lord speaking to her as though she was just having lunch with him that day. And I thought, whatever that is, I want that. And that immediately, it was like, I received the Lord, but I think it maybe might've been the cry of my heart. Cause it's like, I received the Holy spirit too. Cause it was like, I could hear the Lord. It was all of a sudden I started reading the Bible and it was like, it wasn't just, I was reading words. It's almost like I had this dialogue that was happening between me and the passages that I was reading. And I had almost like the Holy spirit helping to illuminate for me what some of the things meant. And, um, yeah, it just, that kind of intimacy was, I think where I sort of began. And it's something I absolutely crave in my daily life is like, if I don't hear him, if I don't hear from him Mm. at some point in my day, I I slow myself down so I can, um, cause I need it. I, I absolutely need it. Yeah, we do. We need him. Did you know, like you knew it was him when you experienced that you knew that it was him and his presence, like when you started to cry, did, were you able to differentiate or were you like, kind of like, Mm-mm. what's going on here? Yeah, no, I had no idea what was going on. I just knew that I felt like I was being touched in something really deep in my heart. That was wow. like, it was like I was experiencing love and joy and sorrow and and wow. and um, healing, like all at the same time. It was like almost like a mixture of all these emotions, like flooding through me all at once. Yeah. But the overarching feeling was just like this warm sense of love and acceptance. And that just absolutely, I I think when people encounter the presence of God in that way, they are marked. Like it's just, there's, it's, it's different. It's not the same. And so, um, it's given me such a faith to believe for, even for God, because if God could encounter me, I was not looking for him. I was not looking for him at all, but he came looking for me. And it just gives me so much faith for other people who are going through um, hard things like in their lives, because I know if he did it for me, if he pursued me when I didn't even care to pursue him, then he could do it for other people. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you're like, for people that have maybe not grown up in the church, Mm -hmm. um, not ever experiencing something like that. And then all of a sudden having that experience is something it really, 
kind of helps you connect to Paul's encounter mm-hmm. on his way to Damascus. You understand that to a certain degree, you can, you relate to that, like, even though maybe you weren't a murderer or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, we fill in the blank, all of our sin. But the reality of it is, is that he was headed in one direction. Mm-hmm. He had an encounter with the Lord Jesus yeah. and went in a completely different direction as a result of that encounter. That I believe everything that you just shared, I personally believe, even though I personally believe that those were everything and he, and who knows what else he experienced in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like he sees the Lord mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. Lord's like, why are you persecuting me? Mm-hmm. And, and kind of like how you experience the grief and the joy and the mm-hmm. love and all of that. I can imagine that's what he experienced as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have There's you seen a, that? Have you seen that meme, that funny meme? It's, um, it's it's an actor Zach something or other and it's like he's calculating it's got like calculating uh symbols all over his face and like zooms in on his face and he's like going like this have you seen that meme no tell me about it (laughs) okay it's supposed to symbolize like you're calculating something or like something's Mm -hmm. becoming Zach Galifianakis that Michael just thank you oh Michael Um, okay (laughs) thanks uh, Michael it's a me it's a funny meme where it's like he's like sitting there and he's going like this and all these symbols of like mental calculations are happening in his head and then it like zooms in on his eyes. That's how it felt for me. It felt like all of these dots were like connecting all at once. Um, <laughs> it's just a funny, funny illustration of a silly concept, but yeah. That is exactly what it is like, Jen, yeah. is, is, is receiving revelation, is walking in revelation or receiving revelation from the Lord. It's it's a conglomerate of all of these, all of these things. And mm-hmm. then he speaks something to your spirit mm-hmm. and you're just like, okay, Lord, now I see, mm-hmm. now I see, I understand you perceive things in the spirit by the Holy spirit that, and it could be a million different things at once. It's just, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. He yeah. blows my mind. Mm-hmm. He's so incredible. He is. He is. I agree. So what I love is immediately you started talking about the promised land and this is something illumination and I, we've been, we've been kind of going back and forth and also been processing this with friends of where we are right now mm-hmm. as a body and mm-hmm. the Lord moving us forward. Um, I want to talk a little bit about just share a little bit of, you know, kind of what my husband and I, our family have been walking through. And, um, also would be great if you could share that little piece that you shared about Ohio, because I believe that corporately right now, what the Lord is doing is he is giving us momentum and anointing to move forward. Yes. And so, um, we should pray real quick. Let's just, let's just pray for our, pray for those viewing. So, um, Father, we thank you. Uh, Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this moment. Lord, I thank you for all of the people that are listening now that are going to listen later. Father, some that are on their drive home right now, some that are uh, sitting in a situation that God, their back is up against the wall and Mm -hmm. God, they're turning to the left, to the right and looking in every direction. And it almost feels like the walls are closing in on them. Father, we just come together in unity and we lift up every person right now that feels like there's no way out. 
that they're not going to be able to move forward. And God, we ask you right now to rip a hole in heaven over them, that they would see you as you really are. And God, that you would give them the anointing to move forward, to press forward in faith, knowing that you go before them, behind them, and all around them. We thank you for this season of movement. God, that you are propelling your people forward, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the devil's saying. And I ask right now, Father, we just say, we, Lord, we ask, Lord, every force of darkness be bound up in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. and that your word would flow like honey. God, that revelation would uh, flow, that rivers of living water would spring forth from your people today. We thank you, that, Lord, that by the end of this time, God, there's going to be breakthroughs. We ask you for healings. We ask mm-hmm. you for deliverances. We mm-hmm. thank you that at the entrance of your word, it gives light. I ask for the light of your word to shine into every crevice, into every cave, mm-hmm. into every place, into every question. And we thank you, Father, for it. We thank you you're with us, Lord. We don't take it for granted that you would come and sit with us here this afternoon and just chat with us and be yeah. in the middle of us, God. We love you, Jesus. Amen. 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 You know, this is really a season uh, probably for a lot of people that I've spoken to. I actually spoke with someone yesterday. I said, um, this has been probably the hardest year of their life. (laughs) But But the hard has paralleled the blessing. Isn't that interesting? And it's, it's, it's a perspective that the Lord gives us an opportunity to take Jen. He gives us, he gives us the opportunity to look at things and focus on him. And then we also have this opportunity to focus on what's around us. So I heard the Lord say this in prayer. He said, um, will you, will you focus on what I see? Will you focus on what I said instead of what you see? It's good. The natural. Because when we're seeing in the spirit and we're seeing what God is showing us and where our eyes are fixed on him, we saw that with Peter. Peter, Peter was able to walk on the waters as long as his, his eyes were fixed on the Lord. Mm-hmm. The moment mm-hmm. that he, that he got, got his eyes off of the Lord, he began to sink. Mm-hmm. And so this is a season where the Lord, I just feel like the Lord, his hand is, is stretched wide and he's giving us this invitation to step in. And you know, what's really interesting is that Sometimes a promised land can be geographical. There could Mm -hmm. be some things that God brings you into a place of promise and there is geography involved. But a lot of times what I've seen as well is that God brings you to into a promise that, that a promised land is connected to the people that God wants to use you in. And that Mm -hmm. might involve geography. He wants to take you somewhere because he wants to use you in this place to bless people. And because we're blessed to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. And so I I had this real sense that some were in the waiting room of the Lord Mm -hmm. and waiting for the Lord to open the door. Mm -hmm. But in fact, the Lord is not just waiting on us. He's waiting with us to walk through that door. He's, he's in the waiting with us. He is waiting with us. And I feel like that's a word for someone here today that you've been waiting on God to do X, Y, Z, but God is waiting with you. 
that where there's been grief and where there's been agony and where there's been difficulty, where there's been everything that you can even, everything you can think and imagine that everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong. But God is with you in the waiting. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And I really believe that today, Jen, the Lord wants to just impart a, a courage. You know, Joshua 1 and 9, one of my favorite scriptures. I feel like I'm quoting that scripture all the time in this <laughs> season, but yeah, that strong good. and of good courage. Mm-hmm. And do not be afraid. You kind of wonder why the Lord is like telling Joshua that this, yeah. because there was going to be reason to be afraid. Yeah. There's going to be a whole lot of reason for him to, to, to freeze up, to run the other direction. But the Lord's like, oh, let me encourage you with this. This is why you don't have to be afraid. Right. Because the Lord, your God is with you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. That's why we don't have to be afraid. Yeah. So we can fully step into this place of promise that God has for each and every one of us. Everybody listening right now, there's a place of promise. There's a people of promise that God has assigned to your life. And the Lord wants, he is the one that has put that desire in your heart. That actually you don't have to be the one to rattle the doorknobs. It's the Lord who opens up that door for you. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to bust down the doors and you don't have to get into this place of striving, but the Lord by his spirit is going to lead you through that door. And there's no devil in hell that can stop that. So I don't know who that's for today, but I just really felt kind of this burning ember on the inside of take courage, take courage. There actually is a worship song too, that has those exact lyrics. Um, Mm. It's called take courage. And that there was a season in my life where that was actually a song I played over and over and over again, because the lyrics go, take courage, my heart, stay steadfast, my soul. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. Yes, girl. Hold on to your hope as your triumph unfolds. He's never failing. And that was actually a song that I, I was going through a tough season and I had to remind myself that God is, he's doing something. There is always a purpose unto the the waiting. There's always, he's, he's always developing. In fact, it was in that same season. There's this woman that I found on Instagram who had like this kind of tagline, which was, you don't have to be blooming to be growing. Mm. And that is, it it was in that exact same season where I was listening to that song and kind of, I guess, encouraging myself in the Lord of he's doing something like, I can't see what he's doing. And, and I think a lot of people, myself included, when we're in the middle of the storm or when we're in the middle of that season, I, I felt such an impression from the Lord, like, don't draw any hard and fast conclusions about this season that you're in right now, because you're literally in the middle of it. And one oh. day you're going to be on the other side of it and you're going to look back and you're going to see my hand in everything. And I wonder if anybody who's listening could even just take a moment and reflect maybe on some times in their life where wow. they did have those types of circumstances. They're on the other side of whatever that was reflecting back can you see the hand of the Lord? And again, it kind of goes back to, I guess, what I said at the beginning of like, if you're looking back at your past, you, that altars of remembrance, 
do you see where he, he was guiding you and weaving you in and out of these situations and protecting you and watching over you in the wow. waiting? Wow. wow. Yeah. And it's, it's what happens to us in the waiting mm-hmm. that he's, that the Lord is, is looking at the Lord is, you know, I don't think that it's a fun thing to hear like times of testing and no, but the Bible is full of this. Mm-hmm. It is full of, and it's not as God, like you must pass the test, but it's, it's the, the redemptive when we read the word, we have to look at every single word in scripture through the eyes of redemption, right? Through the eyes of protection from the father's heart, mm-hmm. because when the father tests us, mm-hmm. when the father brings, brings us to a place to see what's actually in our heart, it's actually to bring us to the greater and into the deeper. So we look at Abraham and we're like, I don't know if you like to do this, Jen, but I, I like to kind of go and put myself. I'm oh, like, I do the hundred percent. Do you do that too? I do. Okay. Yes. Cause it helps me. It yeah. helps me take, it helps me experience what they experience and mm-hmm. has taught me so much just just reading the word and being able to experience what they experience. So I think about Abraham and Isaac, not only was it just his son, but it was, it was his promised son. And so mm-hmm. I think about my Evan, you know, and the fact that he didn't wait when the Lord gave him the word to sacrifice Isaac, mm-hmm. but he rose early, which he probably didn't tell Sarah because Sarah was was going Sarah was going to go crazy. Probably <laughs> tell him no. I mean, that's what I'm yeah. assuming. Like, why mm-hmm. didn't he just went yeah. and is carrying for three days? Is carrying the logs and the ropes, and he's going up there with. We don't know what's really going through his mind. But we know that the culminating moment in Abraham's life was when he raised the knife and the Lord's like, wait, ram in the bush. And I just picture myself like holding this knife, looking down at my son, looking back at the knife and having that moment, Abraham having that moment of, because God always knew what he would choose. Mm -hmm. But Abraham having a moment of like, oh God, I actually really do trust you. Yeah. And God allowing him to go through that process, one, because he was about to see what was really on the inside of him. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, there was something in Abraham where he was like, oh my, I trust you with everything that's in me because mm-hmm. I'm willing to give you what you gave me. Mm-hmm. I will give him back to you. This is the faith. The Lord wants to reveal faith in us to us mm-hmm. so that we can step into greater with him. Mm-hmm. and deeper with him. Mm-hmm. And so just that moment of him looking at the knife, looking at his son, looking at the knife again, that was a, that what is it was a paradigm moment for Abraham for the rest of his life mm-hmm. that he was able, I mean, as, as the Lord that you were talking about altars earlier and how an altar was built in that moment in Abraham's life, oh, yeah. God, I trust you. And it doesn't matter what it costs me. I give it all to you. Mm-hmm. And so I want to encourage some of you out there. You're in the testing. You're in the time where the Lord is actually revealing to you what's actually in your heart. Mm -hmm. The -hmm. Lord is revealing to you what's there for some of you. The shears of pruning have, have, have been on your vine, have been on, on, on the branches. He is the vine. We are the branches, but the, but the shears 
have been there for the Lord to bring more fruit. And, and the reward of more fruit is more pruning. Mm-hmm. And you're in that place where you're like, God, why am I going through this? And why is it so hard? And why mm-hmm. am I going through another season of testing? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to give here. I'm just going to give the, the answers here ahead of time. We're going to be pruned for the rest of our lives as we're walking with the Lord. We're going to go through times of testing. We're going to be in the valleys. We're going to be on the mountaintops. We're going to be in the in-between. And there's going to be tests along the way. And when the tests come, do not fear the test. This word is for somebody out there right now. You're in the test right now. Maybe you've been seeing it and viewing it as warfare. But the Lord is saying to you that he is actually bringing you through this place because he knows that being able to pass that test is within you. And in order to pass, in order to get to this place where God is taking you, you got to pass this test. You've got to get through it. And faith is the key. I just keep seeing keys in the realm of the spirit. Like the Lord has given you the key to unlock the door to this next place that God is transitioning you in. For those that are in a time of transition right now, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give them Lord, I just ask that the wind of the Holy Spirit would begin to move and blow over the the embers of their heart, God. Father, we pray that dead areas would come alive in the name of Jesus. And we pray, Father, we pray, Lord, that for those that even this morning woke up saying, I cannot do this anymore. I'm Mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. I keep seeing that word, those two words, I'm done. Yeah. I hear the Lord saying, that he's lifting you up from this place of I'm done. And the finished work of the cross, just the Lord just prophesying, it is done. That what you're facing right now is done. But you're not done and he's not done with you either. So Father, I just ask Mm -hmm. you that they would mount up on wings like eagles. For those that have been in that waiting, you can't take it anymore. Father, right now, we ask that you would bring a second wind. Mm -hmm. Bring a second wind this afternoon, Lord. God, wherever they are, I thank you that you're meeting them. I ask for the spirit of might to fill them in the mighty name of Jesus. That strength would rise, that hope and faith would rise right now. A tangible, I ask, Lord, even for a tangible anointing right now that they would sense your spirit right where they are. That God, it is you that gets us through the finish line, not us, not what we can do, not the people that we know, not the doors that we can open. God, we step back from all that. We just say, God, we enjoy it when you open doors and you close doors and you do whatever you want to do. And I just have this sense right now that some of you are at the place of surrender where the Lord is asking you to surrender some things right now. Maybe there's some things that are just kind of flashing in your mind and the Lord is speaking to you right now. He's he's putting things in your spirit to show you, I need you to let this go so I can give you the more. And if that's you right now, I just want you to put your hand on your heart, open your hands, do whatever you need to do and just let that thing go to the Lord. Father, we thank you for the grace and the anointing that comes to surrender. God, you really start to pull your sleeves back with us when we let go. When we surrender all. When we let go of the things that we think we need or the things that we think we want or 
all of our justifications and our logic, God, and you step in and you do what we can't do because you will do exceedingly abundantly above all we can think or ask for. And we thank you for that today. God, I pray you would bless the surrender in Jesus name. Amen. 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 I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. There's um, there's a lot that happens when we let go. There's Mm -hmm. a lot because when we are in that place, Jen, and you know this, I know Jen, you've had to walk through some winding roads to be where you are today. Mm -hmm. But the moment we take our hands off, it's like the Lord pulls back his sleeves. I've had that picture of the father sometimes where he's like, all right, now let's do, let's get to business here. Mm-hmm. And the Lord cut covenant with Abraham. I believe it was after he parted ways with Lot. He, he, there were certain things that Abraham had to part and leave. Some of you are listening to this right now. And there's people that God is removing from your life. And, and there's been a time of weeping of like, why'd that friend leave? Why'd that boyfriend leave? Why'd that girl, girlfriend leave? That wife, that husband, whatever the case may be, that thing has left your life. But I just, I hear the Lord saying that he blesses the entrance of people in your life as well as he is blessing the exit of people in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a very similar type of experience. Um, One of the things I shared with you behind the backstage was that my husband and I came to Ohio in pursuit of our promised land. And I really, in the process of praying of, of where we should move, I really dug a lot into the Abraham passages. Wow. And I found some really interesting facts that I thought were really helpful to me in just praying through the decision. When God called Abraham wow. out of Ur, Ur was a very prolific, industrious city. It mm. was really, really, it was well known for trade. It was right along the Euphrates. It was, it was really in an ideal situation. And, but yet there was false God worship that was taking place there, but Abraham had everything he needed. His father even was, um, I believe as I started researching, I believe his father was like a a merchant, like a known merchant. And what was interesting is when God called him out of Ur, he actually went up further North to a different town at first, which was another trading center. And it was from there that they departed. So they actually went north a little bit first, then they departed and headed towards the promised land. And the thing that really struck me the most about that story was that Abraham wasn't leaving. He wasn't leaving necessarily a terrible situation. He was leaving mostly a situation where he was doing well. He was in a metropolitan area and it was a city that was thriving at the time. But it was the faith of him hearing the voice of God that called him out. And, and so in the process of praying, because my, my husband and I, where we were back in Oregon, it just, for us, there were so many closed doors. And it's like what you were just expressing, what you sensed with, you know, some people where relationships faded. That happened on almost every scale mm-hmm. for us. And it was so heartbreaking. Because we didn't understand why in, in the process, we did not understand why those doors were shutting, why some of those relationships were changing. I was forming relationships with 
women that I felt like I really connected to. And then they were leaving. They, they felt God calling them out of Oregon and they wow. moved away to what they believed were their promised areas. And the thing that struck me with each and every person who moved away in my personal life, the thing that struck me is not one of them said, I am a hundred percent certain this is where I'm supposed to go. Oh my gosh. Yes. They said, I prayed, I researched the area. I believe I have peace about my choice and I am doing my best to follow the Lord and I'm doing this in faith. And it, again, it, it struck me with the Abraham thing. Abraham had no idea where he was going. <laughs> Think about that. And again, it's like what you were saying, put yourself in that situation. He's most likely in a booming metropolitan. Yes. Area. Yeah. Probably has a pretty nice life. Yeah. He's got a wife. He doesn't have any children, but he's probably, I mean, it sounded like he had family around him and God says, Hey, follow me to this unknown land. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and he did it. And I think the thing that really stood out to me and even in my own process, in my own journey, there was never this, um, well, I guess I would use the expression. We felt the fear, but we did it anyway. Yes. And yes. We, we stepped out. And so we, we packed up all our things. We said goodbye to the, you know, friends and family that we, loved very much. And we, oh. our heart <clears throat> was to find our, our promised land. That's why we did it wow. Wow. because we looked around us and for us personally, in our lives personally, we didn't see that the kind of future the Lord was calling us to build was, was what we could accomplish there. And that's not the case for everybody. It's like you were just saying, promised lands aren't necessarily geographical locations. Sometimes they are people and communities. And God's just calling you to find that. And what's ironic is right before we really felt like maybe we should move is I felt like I had found that in the group of friends. Hmm. But then um, a handful of them decided they were going to move. And I was like, what are you doing, God? What are you doing? <laughs> what's going on? And yeah. I guess for myself personally, the thing that I really uncovered in that season is that sometime the discomfort is the very thing that God is wanting to mm, get you wow. to, to wow. where you have to start asking those questions. Thank you. Lord. And then when that happened in the discomfort, I would say, God, what is going on? Like, wh why, why are all these people leaving? Like these people I love, I'm so close to them. And what should we do? Where should we go? And this is what I heard in response. Jen, what are you after? What are you after? What are you going to be about? And I began to, with, with the Lord, say, okay, I, I want a legacy of a beautiful life, a family that is flourishing yeah. and growing. I want to leave behind yeah. an inheritance for my children and I began to more look at it from through scripture, through the lens of scripture. What did Abraham do? What was Abraham going after? And allowing that to be, to be my guide. Was it without hesitancy? Absolutely not. Was it without heartbreak? Absolutely not. Was it without um, conflict? Like my husband and I getting, trying to get on the same page. Absolutely not. We had to wrestle through and work through yeah. all yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. Then. Wow. 
here we are, you know, nine months later, 10 months later, we are in the area we selected for ourselves. We moved. I mean, we did believe we believe the Lord was highlighting this area, but it really, truly was an absolute act of faith and drove across the country and landed here. And and then what, guys, then what you are alone in a foreign land. I mean, it's America, so it's not like there wasn't things we didn't know, but uprooted. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And then it became so apparent in that season when we moved here. I thought once we moved here, it was like, oh, we were going to build this community. It was going to grow. We were going to find all these these things. No. Guess what happened? When we moved here, the great unraveling of Jen and Michael began to happen in our hearts, where it's like what you were saying, the pruning began to take place. God began to reveal what was inside of our hearts. And um, when you are alone, when it is just you, there's no family to spend time with or friends to occupy you. You are there. It is you and the Lord. And then it really became clear, okay, we're, we're out here. I was, I remember specifically, I was downstairs on my couch. I was praying and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I've shared this with a handful of my friends, Jen, whatever happens in your life from this point forward is 100% direct, a direct reflection of the choices that you have made because I didn't, I was born and raised in Oregon. You know, I, a lot of the friends I had were because that was the school I went to or, you know, the church I was attending and here it is still that way, but every choice was going to have to be in partnership with the Lord to build the community, the legacy, all of the things that I felt he's put on my heart to do intentionally. Wow. I'm going to be vulnerable and say, like, I did not have the courage to do these things initially. You know, I came out here feeling like a broken woman Yeah, and um, didn't realize that. But in the time that I've been here, I've really seen that. And it hasn't been until just recently. In fact, I was sharing this with my sister-in-law, Jeff's wife. After I, I hosted for him, um, because I homeschool here in, here in Ohio, I homeschool. And one of my- here. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yay. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, one of the things that was really, really like, I felt like in my spirit, it's time. I had to find a co-op. I had to find some, that, some people that I could yes. connect to. So a couple of weeks ago, I actually subbed for Jeff. And um, a- after my second episode, uh, it was Tuesday, I got off and I was like, you know what? If I can have the courage to interview somebody online you know, in front of hundreds of viewers or thousands of viewers, I can go out into my community and I can go find yes. a co-op. <laughs> yes. yes. And um, so I got online right away that same night, literally that same night, not even wow. joking. This is true, true story. That same night I got on to one of the Facebook groups that I was part of. And um, that same night found a posting from a co-op here in Ohio that said, oh, we're going to do a meet and greet tomorrow at 10 a.m. at this park. And please come if you're interested in joining. So I clicked the link and learned about the co-op. And it was almost, almost identical to the type of co-op that we were a part of in Salem. And that had been my heart's cry, was just like, Lord, I just would love to find one that was just like the one we had in (laughs) Salem. So 
I go there. Okay, so this is enough. I put out a fleece, guys. I'm just being totally vulnerable. Yes, like, yes. I put out a fleece. And I said, God, this feels right to me. But if this is you and if this is what you're leading, would you please have one of the other moms that I meet be from Oregon? And we're driving there. And I'm just like, I knew knew it was a ridiculous request. I'm telling you, I knew it was ridiculous. But we pull up, we parked. My girls were thrilled to bits. Um, I walked into the, because like the park was kind of gated off and they had a big sign that said that they were part of this co-op. And I walked right in and one of the moms was standing just like right there, immediately greeted me. She's like, hey, are you new? Like, are you interested in the co-op? I said, yeah. And I said, we moved here from out of state. We don't know anyone. We need to find a community. And she goes, oh, wow, me too. And I said, really, where are you from? And she said, from Oregon. <laughs> Won't he do it? I Won't literally, do it? I was like, I'm not even lying. I literally got that. Like, do you ever get the cry mouth where you're like, Yes. I got yes. the dry mouth and I like <laughs> the knot in my throat. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and it just like I came home. I remember immediately, like we did the we did the whole I talked to the main administrator and all this stuff and had this conversation with her and just really felt like it was the right thing. And I immediately voice texted my mom crying. Like, mom, you'll never believe it. Like I found a (laughs) co-op. So I say all of that to say, I don't think I'm on the other side by any means, but, and I know I'm not even sure that we have found the promised land. We've been looking, we've gone to other States around this area. We know that, you know, this, at least we believe this side of the Mississippi is where the Lord's led us. Yeah. And, um, We've traveled to a handful of other states. We even visited the friends of ours that moved um, to Alabama. And, um, but all I can say is that it's like what you were saying, he's in the waiting. And I, and that is where I found him in this process of just knowing he's here with me. He's, it has encouraged my faith in a way that I cannot even describe to know that even in the midst of the uncomfortable, the awkward, the discomfort of, of the unknown he has been here with me, walking through it with me the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I just, I hope that encourages, you know, some of the viewers just oh, to know, yeah. like, you can be on the other side of that pursuit to be looking for the promised land. And it is still that walk of faith. And I, and I can only imagine Abraham's camping under the stars, living in tents still, you know, his, 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 um, his wealth has grown because he had those encounters in Egypt and things like that, but he's still not planted and having to just trust that God is in the midst and doing something in that process. And you know, what is beautiful to think about too, is in the process of them not being planted, he was growing a nation. So he was, he was growing the seed and the promise in that process. Cause then came Isaac and then came Jacob with all of his sons and like, and then that tribe, and then even carrying them off to Egypt, still not planted, but a nation was born, you know? And so there's so many things that I learned through studying those passages of scripture. Cause I really did in the season where I was just like, God, what are we doing? And you had mentioned it, it's been like a two year journey for you. It was definitely that way for us as well. It was a long, it was a two-year journey of 
hashing it out, praying, like, is this really what we should do? Is this what God's calling us to do? And I just, it stirred my faith in such a different way that sometimes you may still feel the apprehension. Sometimes you may still feel the uncertainty, but you got enough of the green light that this is the direction you should go, that you go. And you just, you have the faith and you do the trust fall. And yeah, you're going to pay a price either way. I would imagine, I I can't even imagine actually what Abraham's price would have been if he had stayed, what that would have been. And if it would have been somebody else that God had chosen, but Abraham, Abraham had the courage to say yes. And, um, I'm sure like what you're saying with Isaac felt the fear, but did it anyway. Yeah. 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 And so did you, Jen, this Mm -hmm. oftentimes, and you walk with the Lord long enough. I don't know if if you're kind of like this, but I have learned to look at things from the perspective of, I don't know what it's going to be like, you know, you can do this. You're like, it's going to be like this. And then when we get there, Mm -hmm. this is going to happen. And I've, I've, I've unlearned that mm-hmm. because the reality, well, what I've found is that oftentimes things always go differently <laughs> and, and the Lord, the Lord, he knows, he knows how things are going to go. And all that matters is that we trust him. Mm-hmm. So we move by his voice and that is literally all that matters. Mm-hmm. And fear is, is going to be I believe the number one thing that the enemy is just swinging every sword, every arrow, Mm -hmm. every fiery dart Mm -hmm. is going to be rooted in fear. Mm -hmm. I can kind of always go through, you know, when there's different attacks and there's warfare, a lot of the times I can identify, especially where there's an open door, there's fear somewhere. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I kind of sniff something out here. There's, there's, there's a fear of something, a fear of the future, a fear of the past repeating itself. And maybe someone is there right now that you already have heard from the Lord what the next thing is. But the fear of the past repeating itself in your life mm. has got you paralyzed. And I just feel like the Lord wants to break that paralyzing spirit off of you in Jesus name. And so... um Jen, Jen, would you, would you pray for that right now? Just Mm -hmm. pray that the Lord would just break off every chain that is paralyzing people from stepping into the, into their promised land. Absolutely. So God, we thank you that you are the God of, of promise, that you are faithful to watch over your word, to perform it. That when we take a step of faith, trusting on your word, the burden is on you, Lord. And yes. we thank you for that. We thank you that, yes, it, that your burden is easy and your yoke is light. Yes, And that when we walk in faith, when we choose to take those steps of faith, you guide us with your peace. You guide us with your presence. And so right now, Lord, I just ask that you would come with your mighty presence and your peace. It says that the peace would guard our hearts and minds as we live in Christ Jesus. That's what it's promised in your word. That's not a stationary guard. That is a militant guard. Peace Mm. literally will wage war on our behalf to step out in faith. And so I just declare that over the people who are feeling afraid, who want to take that step of faith, but they're just hesitant to take that next step. I just declare over them, peace will guard you and guide you as you step out in faith. 
not just a passive peace, but a militant yes, peace, the kind of peace that chases fear away. Yes. And so yes. God, I just thank yes. you. I thank you that your promises are yes and amen. And all we have to do is stand boldly. We have to look you square in the face and just remind ourselves what you have already said. Thank you. And Father. to stand on in assurance on those words, Lord, that no matter what twists and turns may come, we cannot, we cannot anticipate them. We cannot outthink them, outsmart yes, them, Lord. any of those things. But you are watching over us. You are faithful to guide us and to protect us. And you promise to never leave us or forsake us. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we can fear zero evil. Amen. You are with us. You guard us. You protect us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. Yes. Shepherd's rods weren't just for um, leading and guiding. They were also for defending off prey. And so we just thank you, Lord, that you are watching over us as the faithful shepherd. And I also declare over them that you will lead them beside the still waters, that you will restore their souls. And I thank you, God, that your word promises that you will lead us beside those still waters and restore our souls. So we just thank you for that, Lord. I thank you that you are restoring the soul of every person who's listening right now. And I ask that you would help them to be open to receiving any form of your loving guidance or correction. Maybe there's something right now that the Lord is highlighting to you. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's showing you that there's something right now, just like Mm -hmm. Christina was saying, there is a, there is a, maybe an area of an open door. Maybe the Lord is gently nudging you and highlighting that. And I just, I would encourage you right now to, to lay that at the foot of the cross and say, yes, Lord, I come out of agreement with this lie. Please replace it with your truth. Yes, Lord. Because we, we, we do not wage war against flesh and blood. We wage war against these principalities, but they listen, unto, they listen to the word of the Lord. They listen. Thank it's you. like it says in Psalm 103 that the angels hearken under the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord is spoken through his word. When you come into agreement with his word, when you speak out his word, it is, it is a command. Darkness will flee. And so, Lord, I thank you that you love us so much that even when we are not looking for you, even when we are not even trying to pursue you, you are pursuing us. You are after our hearts. Thank you, Father. And you have a design and a destiny for every single person listening to this episode right now. And I just ask that you would help them. You would infuse them with inner strength to step into that calling right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's powerful. Just feel the presence of the Lord. I know is moving in and through people's hearts right now that as Jen was praying, I just feel to say, don't overlook the things that you see when you pray. That when people pray for you, you might think that's just a thought, but the Lord speaks to us at the speed of thought. That's how the enemy, the enemy speaks to us at the speed of thought to you. He mm-hmm. plants ideas. He plants lies in hopes that we would come into agreement with the things that he's speaking in the realm of the spirit. Remember, we are, we are spiritual beings living in physical bodies. The, the superior, superior realm is the realm of the spirit. Mm -hmm. That is the superior realm. And that is, 
There are things going on around us that we cannot see with our natural eyes, that we cannot touch with our natural hands. But if we can ask the Lord to give us eyes to see and ears to hear, God will begin to show you the amount of activity that's happening around us. And when we pray, let me tell you, just close your eyes. I was telling uh, my son, I said, close your eyes and, and, and allow for the Lord Jesus to show you what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And he does. The Lord's mm-hmm. faithful. So, so for some of you, you know, it's not just when we close our eyes, we bow our heads. It's when you close your eyes, that removes the distraction of this realm. And now you're, you're, you're beginning to see. So I know that as Jen was praying, because it was happening to me, the presence of the Lord was so strong. The Lord was just showing me things. And it was, it was, it was revelation. There's revelation constantly flowing, especially when the Bible says we're two or more gathered together in his name, Mm -hmm. that he is in our midst. Mm -hmm. So we're all gathered together from all over. And he is in our midst as we were lifting up the name of Jesus. And I believe that the Lord has spoken to a lot of you today has broken off that paralyzing spirit. Let me say one thing, and I, you know, maybe another time I'll, I'll share a little bit more about our journey over those uh, over uh, those two years. But when God says to move, when God gives you the marching orders to shift into a new place, there are there's so much more that He sees that we do not see that obedience truly is the key to blessing and breakthrough. And delayed obedience is still disobedience. (laughs) I just want to say that, okay? Delayed obedience is still disobedience. And disobedience, you know, sin doesn't, maybe somebody needs to hear that right now, is that you're like, I'm not smoking, I'm not drinking, I'm not sleeping around and doing all these things. And but sin, one of the definitions biblically of sin is missing the mark. Mm-hmm. And yeah. an unbelief is, is, is sin. And it opens the door to the enemy. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all are in a cycle right now where you're like, I don't know how the enemy got in because I'm doing all the right things. But let me tell you that unbelief, and, and that delayed obedience can open up the door of the enemy. If it's, I think about it this way. Paul said, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Mm-hmm. Do not give the devil a foothold. Mm-hmm. So I start to think about this. If going to bed angry gives the devil a foothold, how much more does unbelief and all the other, these other things? Yeah. Some of you are in that place right now where you're being presented with a decision and, and it's, it's so easy for you and I, and it's, it, the key is re- repentance. If you've been in that place where you've missed the mark, not because if there's some grave sin, maybe there is some grave sin that right now, just right where you are in the privacy of your home, your car, wherever it is that you're listening, yeah. you just need to repent mm-hmm. and you just, and it's that quick. God, forgive me for that thought. Forgive me for what I did. And you turn the other direction. It's a complete 180. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're in that place right now where the Lord has been nudging your heart. That there's, there's a mark that's been missed and God wants to restore 
what the devil's been taking, what, what the, where there's just been a ransacking of the enemy of your life right now. And if that's you, I want to pray for you right now. I know we're going over, but I just want to just release this real quick. Father, we thank you mm-hmm. for the conviction of righteousness that comes from, from your spirit. Yeah. And I ask you today, Lord, that you would reveal any, any and all open doors in our lives, Lord. If it's through unbelief, I thank you for the gift, the privilege, God, of repentance. Mm-hmm. That in one moment, Lord, as you've said in 1 John 1 and 9, that if we confess our sins, Lord, that you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. You didn't say some You didn't say just this little area of your life, Lord. You said all. The power of your blood cleanses all. So, Father, Mm -hmm. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would reveal the open doors. And, Father, I thank you that you are breaking generational patterns in families right now, in marriages, in children, in destinies, God. That by breaking the generational pattern, God, you're opening up the doors to the promise. And I thank you, Father, that it may have been a really hard, long fall into that pit that they've experienced. But God, I just see you throwing the rope just as Rahab threw the scarlet cord. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that you are throwing ropes. I see the Lord just throwing ropes to people. He's just throwing, you're in a pit right now, and the Lord is just throwing a rope to you. Mm-hmm. And that rope, as the scarlet cord of Rahab was uh, was was a sign to the men in that day. It's the scarlet, the red, the the blood of Jesus that is our redemption today, and the blood is covered. Whatever you think is too big to come back from, that you're too far gone, that you've done too much. Whatever that thing is. The blood of Jesus is here to cover that today. Mm-hmm. So I ask for the blood right now, the power of the blood of Jesus to cover this person, Lord, your son, your daughter, mm-hmm. and that you would just wipe away, Lord, wipe away everything that they've come into this season with. And I thank you for a new season. I thank you for redemption. And Father, as Ezekiel prophesied to the four winds, Father, we release your word right now that you would send your word over people's bodies. Father, where people are sick in their bodies, there's some of you right now that you've been sick for a long time and I just see the name Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord who heals you. Mm -hmm. And I just see the Lord saying, just take hold of that right now. Don't receive the diagnosis of man, but receive the diagnosis of King Jesus, the Lord your God. Yeah. That in his hands, every incurable disease is like smithereens. It's peanuts for him. But what he wants from you is is your faith. So, Father, I just thank you right now. Lift up every person. I pray that you would just shower down your presence on them today. And I thank you that you cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. God, you just wipe it clean. We bless your name for it. We magnify you, Jesus. We love you with all of our hearts. We thank you for visiting with us, sitting with us, loving on us, Lord. I just pray that you would bless your people today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, Christina, thank you so much. 
for your time, for blessing us just with your, your stories, your insight, your prayers. It, it just, I mean, every time I just like, I'm so blessed by your episodes and I just really appreciate you being with us here today. So thanks for having me, Jen. Yes. Everybody. Thank you so much also for joining us. Um, Jeff, I think we'll be back tomorrow. I won't know for sure till later, but you can just, let's just say Jeff will be back tomorrow <laughs> um, for Krista Elisha. So uh, thanks again, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 